Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, and welcome to the Kathleen O'Keefe Cannabis Show, aired every Wednesday night at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Cat Cannabis is the international best-selling author of Surviving Cancerland, Intuitive Aspects of Healing, and the host of Wicked Housewives on Cape Cod TV show. Together, we will explore cutting-edge insights and philosophies in health, wealth, and relationships. Cat's guests will be ordinary people with extraordinary stories. Now, here is your host, Kathleen O'Keefe Cannabis. Welcome to the show tonight, everyone. We've got a great guest for you. Let me tell you a little bit about David Dibble. He is a former CEO. He's a keynote speaker, trainer, consultant, executive coach, and systems thinker. He's the creator of Dibble Leaders. And based on Nobel Prize winning science, the four new agreements for leaders and managers. He's written four books, including The New Agreements in the Workplace and The New Agreements in Healthcare. For eight years, David worked directly with Don Miguel Ruiz, author of The Four Agreements. Let me tell you a little bit more about David that he doesn't even have in his bio, but I did some research on him. And I can tell you that at the age of 24, David Dibble started a company in a garage with $5,000, and he built it to a profitable $10 million in sales with 200 employees. And based upon uh, the work of Deming and Seng, he became an expert in workplace systems, and he began consulting and adding a much-needed raising consciousness piece to the standard systems improvement work. So without further ado, let's bring David Dibble on here and ask him some questions about how he went from a garage to where he is today. Welcome to the show, David. Oh, thank you so much, Kat. It's always such a pleasure to spend time with you. Oh, I'm so glad you're here with me again. And uh, David and I have been friends for a couple of years. We met out in California, and I I took one of his – in most impressive classes, and uh, so I'm so happy to have him here with us today. So, David, tell us how you went from a garage with $5,000 in your pocket to a $10 million business with employees to where you are today uh, with your um, with what you're doing right now. Well, um, it's it's kind of an old story uh, about um, entrepreneurialism and so forth. I got out of college, and as I said, I had about $5,000, and we had this idea for starting a company, and we started in uh, in the back of an old warehouse. And, um, you know, uh, over time, uh, we started making fewer mistakes and doing uh, a few things better. 
And we we built it to about 10 million in sales, and we had a couple hundred employees. And uh, at one point, uh, we were considered uh, leaders in our particular um, industry niche. And one of the things that I learned along the way was what we call systems thinking, systems improvement, um, uh, process improvement, uh, work uh, based on uh, probably the original quality guru, W. Edwards Deming, and then later on Peter Senge out of MIT. But um, I became enamored with systems thinking because what we found and what the data shows is that 94% approximately of the results that we create in the workplace, both good and not so good, are a function of the systems in which people work, not the efforts of the people. And, you know, how many leaders and managers know this? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it's, not mm-hmm. a, it's not a high percentage. So um, I realized that, uh, you know, with this uh, systems background and so forth, uh, and then adding a little bit of what I would call expanded consciousness to it, because Einstein reminds us that we can't solve our problems with the same level of consciousness used to create them, that if we mix mm-hmm. these two things together, we would have a, a roadmap for a transformation of the workplace. Mm-hmm. So, actually, David, you, you kind of lived the American dream there. You went from college to, to opening up this, this business in your garage, and boom, you went into a multimillion-dollar sales business. So now let's fast forward, and, and um, you spent eight years, I mean, that, that's phenomenal right there, eight years studying with Don Miguel Ruiz, who is the author of The Four Agreements. Give us that story. Take us to the beginning and walk us through, you know, how that ha- how did it even happen? How did you find him? And how did you get to stay with him for eight years? And what made you leave? <laughs> well, um, you're right. I, uh, I'll go back just a little ways uh, to sort of living the American dream. I mean, I was still young, and I had sort of achieved everything I had set out to achieve, and uh, I, I had a, a realization. I realized that once you have everything, uh, it doesn't mean you're going to be happy. And so I was filling in these gaps uh, with fast living, uh, booze and drugs and uh, that sort of thing. And uh, actually, I was making myself feel emptier. And then one day in 1980, Mm -hmm. I had a spiritual experience. And I I just realized there was so much more to life than I had thought. And so I became a, a bit of a seeker. And I had the resources, so I just did everything. I read every book and went every tape and traveled around the planet uh, spending time, you know, in uh, pyramids and mountains and teepees and ashrams and temples, you name it. <laughs> and then uh, one day uh, I realized, gosh, I, I don't think the answer's out there, um, at least not all of it. I needed, I was going to do more inner work. And so I was still doing quite a bit of inner work. I was meditating and doing some other things. And so I started doing more of that. And I, I sort of bowed no new teachers, and I had some good ones along the way. Uh, And then my wife, Linda, who is, she's sort of my advanced scout. She goes out and runs into things and then comes home and says, oh, my gosh, you got to look into this. And I'm like the junkyard dog. I I run after these things and dive in full bore and try to learn as much as I can. So anyway, she came home one day and she said, I've just met this incredible man. And I went, honey, 
No, I, no new <laughs> teachers right now. <laughs> now. I've had this discussion with her on multiple occasions, and I've lost every one of them. And uh, so I knew it was just a matter of time before I, I would lose this one as well, but I still resisted. And so she called me at work uh, a little while later, and she said, she said, honey, I had, I had lunch with Miguel, and he, um, I told him you would call him. And I, I, I went, Linda, I'm, I'm so busy, and uh, blah, blah, blah. And she said, just call him. I said, okay, I'll call him. So I dialed the number, and I put on my best business voice. And so I hear this, the, the phone answered on the other side, and uh, I hear, hello, and I go, um, hello, um, can I speak to Miguel, please? This is David Dibble calling. This is Miguel. And I said, well, hello, Miguel. I'm um, Linda Dibble. I think you had lunch with her today. She suggests as I call. I don't know why, but uh, I told her I would call you. And he goes, oh, yes, yes, we should meet right away. And I went, Miguel, I can't meet right away. I'm very, very busy. <laughs> and so anyway, um, he says, oh, no, no, we won't meet right away in, in one hour. <laughs> wow. I mean, you know, it's just ridiculous. Well, he was in town. He was in San Diego at the time living here. And so I found myself 45 minutes later in my car driving down to meet him. And so mm-hmm. I, I was with him about less than five minutes, and I knew exactly who he was, and I knew that he was my teacher. He's a, a very, very evolved old soul. Mm-hmm. So you went from I can't meet you right away to staying with him for eight years. How did that happen? Uh, well, um, I knew, as I said, after only being with him a few minutes, that he was a true teacher and that he was my next teacher and so um, I just began, you know, trying to spend as much time as I could with him. And, of course, I traveled with him. We traveled all over the world together. And I, I was basically learning what he called the Toltec teachings. And the Toltec, Toltec means that? person of knowledge. And um, it's, uh, it's a very old body of knowledge. It goes back about 3,500 years. And so um, we were learning what I would call universal spiritual goals that, you could also uh, learn very similar things, uh, you know, studying Eastern teachings or Native American teachings, that sort of thing. But uh, to have the actual teacher, you know, the real deal there, that was very, very special. And so I was with him about eight years, and we became very good friends along the way. And then uh, one day we were in uh, Teotihuacan, which is the pyramids outside of Mexico City. And um, I had actually just taken his son through the pyramids. He had asked me if I would do that, and I did. And um, I went up and uh, was uh, meditating on the top of the Pyramid of the Sun, which is the, the largest pyramid in the, in the group's tail. And I had a, maybe the most powerful spiritual experience of my life. And it actually sort of changed me physically for uh, almost a, like a day or so. But when I came off the pyramid and I walked into uh, the restaurant where we were going to meet, um, he knew right away what had happened. And uh, he pulled me aside and he said, I'm no longer your teacher. It's time for you to teach. So that was how uh, we sort of ended uh, the eight-year. Uh, we were actually more than a student and, and teacher at that time anyway, but that's how uh, we kind of um, got to the point where uh, I sort of broke away and started teaching myself. Mm-hmm. Mm. That what a great, great 
story. So, you know, what I, what really impresses me about that story, David, is rather than allowing you to stay on there and continue on the path you were on, he said it's time for Grasshopper to go out and, and be the teacher, as it were. And uh, so did you find that daunting a bit when you had to go out and actually make the transition from student to teacher? Um, yes, a little bit. Um, you know how it is when uh, you get to be kind of in a comfort zone um, mm-hmm. in a relationship like that. And um, now I was thinking, okay, um, I'm going to be doing this on my own. And and then my the next big thing, which I found uh, to be uh, you know, certainly something I had to think about a lot, was, well, where am I going to teach? Because uh, my dharma or duty in, in this particular lifetime, I've always been very clear on it, was to teach in the workplace. So mm-hmm. um, it's the workplace is not an easy place to teach. Um, uh, you know, particularly things around you know, spiritual principles, uh, you know, raising consciousness, things like that. And so I had to think really long and hard about how to reformat these things into something that would be acceptable to the workplace. So, yeah, I did find it a little daunting uh, getting started, but um, we somehow were able to get uh, uh, off the launch pad and get it going. Wow. So, um, David, can you share with our listeners uh, how they can get in touch with you or learn more about all the all the uh, information that you just shared with us uh, about um, your beginnings and the eight years of studying with Don Miguel Ruiz and, and your website and all of that uh, before we go to a break. And when we do come back for, from a break, we are going to have David talking about his new four new agreements for leadership. And also he's going to be talking about some events that he's going to be doing, and it has to do with the workplace. So please share your information with us, David. Well, the website is the number four, new agreements, the number four, leaders.com. So it's four, new agreements for leaders.com. And uh, if, uh, if you're interested in the training and the events, particularly the ones that are coming up in September, you can just look, go up to the uh, training tab up there and they'll all, uh, they'll all pop up and you can take a look at them. But it's, uh, everything really is on the, on the website if you want to learn more about this work. Great. We're, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about how David was recently guided to leave the Dibble Leaders and move into the four new agreements for leaders and what the difference is. So don't go away. We're going to be right back. Hey, Jenna, have you seen the TV show Wicked Housewives on Cape Cod on Channel 99? OMG, I love that show. It's with Kathleen O'Keefe Cannabis. She's an international best-selling author and Lori Boyle, the CEO of Lori Boyle Media. Right. They're hosting a personal development seminar, Retreat for the Soul. It's about your dreams, meditation, healing, and the subconscious mind. Ooh. It sounds fun. And rejuvenating. Let's go. Where do we sign up? Their website, wickedhousewivesoncapecod.com. Did you know that you can use your own radio show to promote your business and become a celebrity in your area or industry? Do you have a great idea for a radio show or a passion that you would like to share with other like-minded people? The Wicked Housewives on Cape Cod Radio and TV hosts 
Kathleen O'Keefe Cannabis, and Lori Boyle will show you how. Go to Wicked House Lives on CapeCod.com. Do you have a great story to tell or do you want to write your memoir? Best-selling author Kathleen O'Keefe Cannabis and Lori Boyle, CEO of Lori Boyle Media, are the hosts of the Wicked House Lives on Cape Cod TV and radio shows. Join their Writer's Workshop Intensive to get writing and get published. Go to Wicked House Lives on CapeCod.com. Welcome back, everyone, and we're talking with David Dibble today, a former CEO who's also a keynote speaker, trainer, consultant, and executive coach, and he started his first company in a garage with $5,000 in his pocket, and he built it to a profitable $10 million in sales with 200 employees, and so he's been talking to us about studying with Don Miguel Ruiz the author of The Four Agreements. And now we're going to ask David to tell us about what guided him to leave the Dibble leaders in favor of the four new agreements for leaders and how they differ and how he can actually help people use this in the workplace. So welcome back to the show, David. And uh, tell us what guided you to leave the Dibble leaders. Well, uh, thank you, Tata. Uh, I I actually started doing some consulting uh, out in the workplace, and um, I was teaching uh, the the four agreements and some other things and some of our systems work. And I realized right away that the four agreements are not enough in the workplace. I mean, they're wonderful wonderful for uh, personal transformation, but uh, they're uh, not quite enough uh, in the workplace. And so I created the four new agreements which are uh, everything that you need to create a really dramatic transformation in the workplace. So um, the four agreements are really very simple, but they're also very powerful. And the, the first one is to find your purpose. And I believe that we're all here for a purpose, including a higher purpose for work. And once we identify that purpose, uh, I believe that the universe will start to align with us and help us to move forward uh, into realizing that purpose. And the second one is to grow mm-hmm. and serve your people. And that's really servant leadership. And we know uh, there's actually a Sanskrit term called seva, which means selfless service. And this is, uh, this is true leadership when we can serve. We serve our people. We serve the community. Um, we serve others uh, as a way of serving ourselves. And then the third one is to be a systems thinker. And this is really critical because if uh, everything in the workplace is systems and subsystems and they're creating 94% of the results, um, if you want to improve your results, you have to improve your systems. It's as simple as that. And then the last one is to practice a little every day. And we've become a we practice. And so we practice, uh, you know, uh, being on, on purpose and we practice uh, serving our people and we practice being a systems thinker. And all of a sudden uh, we become really uh, a much more conscious leader, a manager, and we produce much, much better results. Mm. So you're talking about this uh, systems thinker. Tell, tell us. What a systems thinker is. What does that mean? Well, as I, men- uh, as I mentioned, um, everything in the universe, from the largest features, uh, like clusters of galaxies, that sort of thing, um, all the way down to the quantum level is made up of systems and subsystems. And everything is connected. And so in nature, um, every system works with every other system perfectly and synergistically. But in the workplace, Mm -hmm. what happens is the human mind gets in the way and it starts to try and run the universe. 
as opposed to allowing uh, things to unfold uh, the way they would normally uh, if you would allow your systems to basically be optimized as opposed to um, trying to uh, trying to in, in some way uh, have them output what the, the mind wants to output. So um, if you can think, if you can be a systems thinker, you can make those systems visible and you can also learn how to optimize those systems as opposed to what most leaders and managers do, which is to focus on the people as the source of problem solving or the source of performance. It, and so uh, systems thinking is an absolute key to uh, being uh, an enlightened or a, a more conscious manager or leader. So, you know, I remember when I was in one of your classes that you were teaching, you were actually teaching people how to use these systems by having them be interactive. Remember, we, we broke uh, into small groups and we had groups watching groups and you gave us almost like little games to play, which I found so amazing because it showed how individuals within a system can actually work together despite being so totally different to make a business thrive or not. So is that kind of what you're going to be doing at your event? No, that's exactly what we're going to be doing at the event. We have uh, There's actually two days uh, to the event, and you, you can take uh, either both days or you can take one of the other days. But the first event is the Four New Agreements for Leaders and Managers, and this is the, basically the foundational course, which teaches people uh, the theory and sort of a little bit of practical application of the Four New Agreements, um, how it works, why it works, and how someone could adapt that for uh, their, their particular business. And the second day is New Agreements Tools, and these are the tools that we've developed over the years to actually do the implementation side of it. So when I go out and I consult uh, in the workplace, uh, I will, for the most part, be working with people um, on implementation of the tools, how to use the tools, how to make systems visible, how to identify the critical 20% of the variables that are creating 80% of the output, that sort of thing. And over a period of time, when people master the use of these tools, they basically master their work. And mm -hmm. they become the people that they solve the problem. So they know exactly what to do. And, of course, if you've got your people as opposed to uh, leaders and managers telling you what to do, uh, actually making whatever changes are necessary to optimize the systems, which in turn optimize the output or the performance, then you're setting your people up to be maximally successful. I think that's the real job of leaders and managers. Mm -hmm. And and I've got to tell the listeners, you know, when we when we were doing these practical applications and and using these tools in, in sort of like a game form, it was just amazing. And I had not only did I have a great time, but I I learned that I was one of the people in a a management group that does not really like rules and regulations. <laughs> Remember that <laughs> when I was <laughs> and I had the little red balls, little blue balls, and you were going, no, no, you got to follow these rules. I was like, no, I'm not going to do that in my mind while I was pretending to follow them. So the things that you taught were just amazing. So what are some of the areas where um, let's say if an organization wanted to contact you to have you come into their workplace environment and and do some skills or some learning with their employees, 
um, how would this be a benefit to them? Uh, how could you how could you reassure them that 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 this is something that would make their workplace far more productive? Well, one of the things that is um, that it becomes obvious uh, when you start to do systems optimization work is that you get better and better performance. Uh, your people are, are generally much happier. They're much more engaged uh, in the workplace because they're really making a difference. Uh, as an example, um, in uh, one company, it's about a $30 million company that we were working with, um, I had trained uh, one of their people in uh, implementation of uh, these tools. And this person eventually became uh, the CEO of the company, but not before the previous CEO had uh, taken the company, um, that's this actually in fiscal 2013, uh, this $30 million company experienced a $9 million loss. Mm. Awful. I mean, you're actually, you mm-hmm. know, the, the, most companies wouldn't even survive that. And so uh, they kicked out the, the CEO and they brought in um, this, uh, this guy that I had uh, trained and sort of turned him loose. And he re-implemented all of the stuff that we had taught him. And in 11 months, he took this company from a $9 billion loss to a $1.1 million gain with no layoffs. Now, I, this is unheard of. I mean, you you won't find something like this almost anywhere. But this is the power of the four new agreements and having a, a conscious leader who knows how to implement uh, these agreements in the company. So the performance is just off the charts. Yeah. Oh wow, that's amazing! And not having to lay anybody off—that's that's really important. So you said that this work will spread through collaborations and partnerships and joint ventures. You know, what do you mean by that for any of our listeners who may not be uh, real business oriented? Well, and how can they be uh, a part of that? Oh, well, um, number one, uh, you know, I would say if we're looking to create a movement toward a new way of being, a new way of leading, and a new way of managing in the workplace that produces this dramatic in, uh, improvement in value. And I've been told, actually in a dream, that uh, taking this out into the world in a significant and meaningful way will raise human consciousness globally, and that having done that, we are going to be able to solve many of the intractable issues that we face on the planet and as a people right now. So uh, it's taken me about six years to get everything ready, and we only launched last year. But the name of the game is collaboration and looking at how can – I can't do this alone. I'm clear about that. Uh, It's going to take many of us. And really, uh, the question becomes how how can others really benefit in some way from uh, being involved um, in the formal agreements for leaders and managers? And – we can find lots of ways to create synergies and win-wins for people, whether people want to learn to coach it, they might want to consult, they might want to learn to train, they might want to bring it into their businesses. Um, really, uh, it's, it's one of those things that if uh, you're in a business in any way, there's a way probably that we could collaborate and create more value than we could on our own. So, that's what I'm looking for is kindred spirits who want to come and they want to let's work together and let's figure out how to how to uh, create some real wins for both of us in taking this out into the world. So you're saying, David, that you don't have to be a multi-million dollar business to use this. Even if you're a small business owner and you'd like to use uh, your techniques and uh, your app 
your practical applications, it's going to really be helpful to their business. Is that is that right? It, it's amazing. As a matter of fact, um, in smaller businesses, you can go even faster. Um, we've we've had this uh, uh, we've had this body of knowledge work incredibly well with even solopreneurs, you know, uh, life hmm. coaches, uh, executive mm-hmm. coaches, people that are working one on one. Because, see, even hmm. our personal life is systems and subsystems that are creating whatever results we're, we're experiencing. And coaches are normally um, asked to come in to help a, a person solve a problem or an issue of some kind. And that problem or issue has got a very high likelihood of being systems-based. So, you know, when you're having problem in your, uh, problems in your relationship, I mean, as crazy as this sounds, a lot of times it's systems-based. And so if you can figure out what the system is that you have been using to relate with another person and figure out what are the things that you need to change in that system in order to change the relationship, then that's possible uh, using uh, the board agreements. Well, I'll tell you, David, you are definitely the systems magician here. So we're coming down to the last minute show, believe it or not. Can you share with our audience one more time how they can get in touch with you, uh, either to uh, be a part of one of your events that you're going to have, or if they'd like to know more about the systems that and the practical tools that you teach? Uh, sure. I, I think the website's the best place. Um, again, it's the four new agreements for leaders.com, and it's the number four new leaders, the number four, excuse me, new agreements, the number four leaders, so four new agreements for leaders. And then I'm also on LinkedIn. And uh, for mm-hmm. any of you that are on LinkedIn, that's another good way to connect. And uh, I would say the best thing you could possibly do is. Um, look for a way to come out and maybe take even just the foundational course because it's really inexpensive and it's really powerful. And um, people walk out of that course uh, with their heads buzzing uh, about the possibilities, whether it's for collaboration or for improving their businesses. So that would be my two suggestions. Great. Well, thank you so much for being on the show with us today, Dibble. Uh, David Dibble, we have had a great time, and thank you, everyone, for listening into the show. Meet us again next Wednesday. Thank you for tuning in to the Kathleen O'Keefe Canada Show. If you would like to comment or have an idea for the show or have a question for Kat or one of her guests, please visit her on Facebook at Kathleen O'Keefe Canada. This show and previous shows are archived on Blog Talk Radio, accessible from survivingcancerland.com and accessyourinnerguide.com. Join us again next Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Until then, have a great week. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.